The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright, and we're Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. <laughs> Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Patreon episode of the Potterhood Podcast. I'm Nico White. I'm Opaznan. And we are discussing so far the verdict on Breonna Taylor's case. Will, I'm going to let you lead us on this one, brother. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Well, I, uh, I mean, it's it's devastating. And I was talking about it with my wife earlier. And my point from my point of view, it looks like they think that they're splitting the difference. So I think cynically, this is what I think they did. I think they said the cops are over here. They want Let's nobody people, to be Let's yeah. tell people what they did. Cool. So what they did was they charged one cop with firing, firing his weapon, discharging his weapon recklessly into apartments that weren't the apartment that Breonna Taylor and her boyfriend were sleeping in. So there was one cop who I guess was so flustered by the whole, like, I think people forget the cops plan the no knock warrant thing like they knew they were they weren't surprised by that they were planning that for weeks but he was so surprised by his own group doing a no-knock warrant that he was shooting into other apartments so he got charged for that and none of the other cops got charged now from my view it seems like the district attorney of louisville who is the same guy who recently spoke at the republican national convention just to you know that guy, Daniel, whatever his last name is, uh, it seems like he looked at what the cops wanted, which is for nobody to be charged. And then he looked at what the protesters and the people of Louisville wanted, his constituents who pay his salary, what they wanted, which is for all the cops that contributed to the murder of Breonna Taylor to be charged. And he thinks that he is splitting the difference by charging one cop with a crime that will probably carry a sentence of under three years. So he thinks what he's doing is a compromise, but in actuality, he absolved all of the cops for the murder of Breonna Taylor. And the thing that he charged the one cop for, which is shooting into apartments of people who had nothing to do with this no-knock warrant, that's obvious. Like, of course you should be in trouble 
if you shoot into, even if let's say that they were going to arrest El Chapo, if you start shooting to, into apartments that are just El Chapo's neighbors, of course, of course you should go to jail for that. And the thing is, the cops are upset that he's going to jail for that. So this is a situation, from my point of view, where they they tried to fake like a compromise is being presented, but in actuality, it's the opposite of that. It's like a slap in the face because not only are they not compromising, they're acting like doing less than the bare minimum is this great concession. And now, now that I've said my thing, that uh, that you know carries whatever weight it does, uh, Nico. I'm really curious how you feel about this. I can't hear you. I think your sound's out. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. My bad. Um, if you want to know how I feel about this, this is how I feel. <clears throat> like that. <laughs> That's how I feel. Because, like, it, it's a sad thing to say. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Amber Geiger, you know what I'm saying, got off for something like that. She got 10 years, right? And she's trying to appeal it now. She walked into somebody's house. In this case, you had a whole bunch of on-the-job cops that walked in and did what they did. This doesn't surprise me, dog. I knew it was going to go like that. And the pessimism, you don't want it to leak in and you don't want to say it, right? But again, as I've said, when it comes to stuff over and over again, I'm at a point where I think whatever... And I do mean whatever people decide to do in response is the right thing. Yeah. Well, that's, and, yeah. and you know why that's such a, and it's such a um, kind of hard stance to have, but it's like, what are you, what have you shown us? What have you shown us? All that you got to show us is that either, cause it's like how, how peaceful do folks have to be at this point? Right. Yeah. How sure. peaceful do folks have to be before it's just plain insanity? And I'm choosing my words here, or at least I'm trying to, but again, this is the patron. So if you made it this far, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the underworld, damn it. You know what I'm saying? For but sure. if you want most honest opinion where I'm not putting any filters, here's my most honest opinion. I don't care what those people do in Louisville. I don't care what they do. I don't care what they do or how they do it. Whatever decision the people decide to make in their civil unrest is the right decision because you've shown them now that they have no other options. Yeah. Because it's like a litmus test, fam. You know what I mean? When I talk to you, how do I yell at you? How do you act? Now, which one seems to work better? And yeah. I would hate to see it go that route, but it's like, why are you sending it there? No, 100%. I mean, they're saying on the news that it's already going in that direction. And what people the need only... to under... Go yeah. Ahead, well, I was just going to say, I mean, think of people should think about this. Nobody was doing anything in the city of Louisville. Nobody retaliated against the police in any way up until this non-decision. 
which to me shows that people were putting their faith in the justice system. Now, yeah. if people put their faith in the justice system and then it turns out there is no justice system, then of course people are going to try find something else to put their faith in. And it's the responsibility of the government to have a justice system. Oh, but you see, bro, our justice system is being itself. This is the justice system. This is the justice system acting the way that it acts. See, this is why when we were talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and all that, why it was a harder conversation for me, because the Supreme Court and all that defends the Constitution. Our Constitution, just like the DNA of this country, is racist. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Nico, how can you say that? Well, because when it was written, people that looked like me weren't considered men or women or people. Mm -hmm. That's why. It's the same book. You can call the amendments all you want. It's basically, um, what's that book that they took uh, the N-word out of? Huck Finn? Huckleberry Finn? Something like that. I think it's yeah. still in it. Are they? Right. I don't Yeah. Oh, they're calling back and they're changing it, right? But that's basically um, the Constitution where, no, 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 this, this is racist. This is a racist piece of paper. It's a racist and sexist piece of paper. Yeah. It, they had nothing to do with most of the people that actually live here. So... I mentioned Ruth because as a Supreme Court justice, your job is to defend that piece of paper, where that piece of paper, the language in there, all of the semantics should have been taken away a long time ago. The fact that we still talking about a piece of paper that says um, involuntary slavery or servitude is prohibited unless, huh? That's still in there. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and, and then you wonder why and the problems that we have in this country are almost it's almost funny it's almost ironic when you consider what our problems are a bunch of outdated rules um ideologies um moods all those things outdated 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 yeah. it's a reflection of our that piece of paper too because it's outdated. We're literally living, we're still living on the justice system. You know what it is? We, we're living in the system the same way the unemployment system was. You know what I mean? You know how the unemployment yes. system at the start of all this, it wasn't ready to handle all this? Yes. That, that, that's our current justice system. It needs to be updated. Y'all too afraid to throw the computer away. Well, the, I mean, in terms of that, like, the problem also is how it's evaluated. So we only really evaluate uh, our justice system in, in two ways. We look at uh, murders and we look at money. So is the economy good? Then everything must be good. Right. Are murders down? Then everything must be good. Like, I mean, we need to start, well, people should feel like Okay, so we look at Louisville right now and we, you know, people are uh, retaliating against mm -hmm. injustice with violence. Now, mm -hmm. people wouldn't feel the need to be violent if their input was asked for and considered and people should feel like they can I mean, people should have control over their own system. Like, we've talked about... Mm -hmm defund the police on the podcast and i've said you know i support defund the police i on a deeper level i support communities choosing how they're policed 
So if you yeah. live in a city, like let's say you live in Phoenix and you guys want to keep your police. So keep your police. Or let's say, you know, you live in Baltimore and you want to defund your police. You should be able to defund your police. Like people should decide how they're governed. And uh, if people don't have ownership of how they're governed and they don't have the opportunity to input into the system that they're participating in or change it, if they all think of a better one collectively, then of course there's going to be resistance. Of course, because anything else wouldn't make any sense. But again, we're not even talking about response. Now we're talking about response. Yeah. Right? And the response has always been peaceful. Like there's a part of me that truly thinks they've beaten us through the media. They've beaten the mood of the people into making you predictable, right? Which is the worst thing you can be when it comes to um, strategic movement. You know what I'm saying? If they know that all you're going to do is march, bro, look at how they're talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. So I know if you're listening to this Patreon episode, you might think I'm deviating a lot, but I swear this is all connected. So Kyle Rittenhouse, they just released new video of it, right? Notice the language and how they released the video because they released the video. Now what it's showing is that one of the protesters, right, supposedly pulled a gun on Kyle Rittenhouse is what they're saying. But what they don't say is that the protester who pulled the gun on, on Kyle Rittenhouse is a white kid. They don't tell you that, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Now notice, whenever they talk about, whenever they talk about the um, cops, white cop kills black man, black woman, right? That's all they keep saying. They play it like a loop, like your favorite song. Kyle Rittenhouse, they don't mention it one time. There's a reason for that. When they refer to the white kid that Kyle Rittenhouse shot, you know what they call him? Black Lives Matter protester. They don't even give his name because his actual name is white on the ears. You know it as soon as you hear it. <laughs> yeah. But again, that's the play. Because the play is, guess what's evil? The, the Black Lives Matter part. Yeah. That's strategy, dog. Yeah, it's it's aimed at deliberate division of people. And also it's aimed, it's like it's multifaceted because they're trying to, it's like a dog whistle where they know that if me or you here is Black Lives Matter protester, we're going to have sympathy for that person. But they also know that if somebody who hates Black Lives Matter hears Black Lives Matter protester, they're going to go, they deserve it. And how many? So, yeah. Yeah. I'm well, they're sorry, just, I cut you off. They're just trying to sneak in. Like they're using a term that we're not, you know, like before you said that, I didn't even think of Black Lives Matter as a thing that would rush somebody else to go guilty to a person. But the, it's dog whistle. It, you know, the people who they're trying to hit get hit by it and mm -hmm. are, are, you know, get tuned in on that frequency. Again, fam, when most people hear this, if they're not describing the person, because again, it makes it easier that way. Kyle Rittenhouse, you know what that kid looks like. If you're a white gun owning um person, that might he might look like your son, Kyle Rittenhouse. You know what I'm saying? He might look like your um brother, he might look like your nephew, so on and so forth. Not to they, Oh yeah, go, go for it. Well, just not to force a connection to to Harry Potter. 
but it would be the equivalent of if they were, you know, in book seven going muggle-born wizard, blah, blah, blah. Like me and Harry and Ron, if we hear, oh, that person's muggle-born, we're not going to be like, oh, fuck that person. But if the yes. Malfoys hear muggle-born wizard apprehended, it's like, oh, exactly. that person deserves it. Exactly. A hundred percent. It's like when... um when they're doing what they're doing at the ministry and they're taking certain people that are muggle born or not 100% magic and they're taking them hostage or doing whatever they're doing with them. Mm -hmm. It's that. Because when you read it, you're hearing people went missing. But if they never describe the people, how can you really care? You don't have anything to identify it with. Now, I've been saying for the longest time that one thing they'll do is that they'll hide behind, they'll weaponize white folks, right? to where you'll get the ones that feel like something's being taken from them. They'll get energized and they'll meet us with opposition. Not realizing we ain't even talking to y'all. Not only are we not talking to y'all, there's a lot of things that we agree on. You think the cops matter and that they shouldn't be endangered. We think so too. That's why we want the police that did it and not people that are wearing blue uniforms. The only people that are making it like that are the people who refuse to prosecute and arrest these quote-unquote officers who kill people like Breonna Taylor, to kill people like Tamir Rice. The fact of the matter is, fam, old girl that licked the blue ribbon ice cream faced 20 years in prison for licking blue ribbon ice cream and putting it back in the freezer. Now, this is prior to COVID. Hmm. 20 years. Brianna Taylor got shot how many times when the person they were looking for wasn't even at her house. And then they got in trouble for shooting something in another house. You know, that basically tells somebody that tells somebody, Hey, that hundred watt light bulb is worth more than your daughter, worth more than your sister, worth more than this person. And again, it's that duality. Cause I'm more like Ron. I'm more like Ron when they kill um, Fred. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To where Ron was like, I want to get deaf to See, you hurt one of mine like that. That's where I'm at. I don't want, and I don't even want all the deaf eaters. If Dahlhoff got one of mine, I want Dahlhoff. Or I want something that Dahlhoff cares about. Yeah, that's what I want, and I and I ain't gonna explain, because it gets to the point where you gotta say to yourself, what more can these people do before they lose it? And I don't think that people properly understand what they're dealing with here. See. A lot of folks get caught up in this weird fantasy world. They think, oh, it's going to be a civil war. With... No, 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 no. You're all wrong. We're all wrong about that. It ain't going to look how you think. Think about the way that certain music impacts the world. And think about what America's biggest export is. America's biggest export still to this day is Black American culture. It's not even up for debate. That's a fact. We don't produce shit else. So that same passion that you see in culture and everything else, 
you don't want to see that focused in another type of way. You get what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the media and all that and all of these types of actions, because I'm not saying you pull the cameras off it, no, but these types of actions, y'all act like y'all care about mental health. You're breaking the dam and it should stop. Yeah, well, the, you got the wrong generation for it. I'm telling you, these kids are not going to take that shit. Yeah. No, They're not going to take that shit. I mean, you, you saw it earlier in, in the George Floyd pl- protests when uh, they started breaking into the CNN building and lighting stuff mm-hmm. around yep. there. And CNN went on the news and went, we're, we're on your side. What are you doing? And it's like, no, we'll no. see what's going on. I mean... You look, this is the one good thing that's come out of YouTube culture is people go deep on everything. You hear a hundred different angles from a hundred people on mm-hmm. every issue. And then, you know, like what you're saying with the, when they say Black Lives Matter protester, rather than being like Carl, Kyle Rittenhouse shot, you know, murders to exactly. white protesters. See? See? I didn't even See? think about exactly. that, but you hear it and then you latch onto it. And so the same thing happens with people calling CNN to test for the role they play. Bro, I wonder how many people thought that Kyle Rittenhouse shot two black people. At first I did, till I started seeing the pictures on social media. Exactly, Doc. Exactly. And then you go, oh. To this day, they haven't publicly released the names of those kids. That's not, that's not for no reason. Yeah. Just like they haven't released the names, as far as I know, of the officers. Meanwhile, I know what some of Breonna Taylor's family look like. I don't want to. I want to know what the officers' families look like. I want yeah. them to come out and have to share stories about their, about their relative and why they don't deserve what they're getting as far as scrutiny. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I want your family to be as visible as the family that was so strickenly hurt. Well, going back to the parallel you said with the the girl who licked the ice cream. So Mm -hmm. if we think about why, like the difference between these two crimes, I mean, obviously the one giant difference is the ice cream licking didn't really end up harming anybody, you know? Not a person. Um, There's probably some creeps online who are glad she did it. But uh, so the girl who licked it. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. You can see how that would how that would play out. But uh, so girl who licks the ice cream, what she did was an act of anarchy, no matter how slight it is, it like is against the social orders, social norms. So mm-hmm. anybody that does something that's against social order, they're obviously going to get stamped out by by a system that is meant to control. Now, yeah. what the cops did, they as bad as their crime was, it was in line with social order. They're trying to, you know, they did what they did, arguably on behalf of the status quo. So the mm-hmm. system is going to do everything it can to protect, to protect somebody them. that does that. Yeah. yeah. And the status quo is the problem. Yeah. Murder is the status quo in the United States. Yeah. We have, what, as many murders as the rest of the... I know we have as many gun murders as the rest of the world combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure murder in general. We efficient at that. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
this is Patreon, so I mean, I I feel feel fine doing this regardless. Not to especially, it's not like I'm seeking out to shit on another podcast. Mm-hmm. But one thing that uh really bums me out is, um, like, as a, just as a fan of comedy, I started listening to Joe Rogan episode like very early on because I liked he had like Nick Sportson on, Dane Cook, mm-hmm. some guests that I liked. And it it started as like a pro drugs podcast, and now it's a pro cops podcast. And one thing I find very frustrating is that when people will defend cops by saying that cops have a hard job, and he does yes. this, which is why I brought him up. Yeah, well, who, who cares? Sure, but also they the next sentence. If you're gonna say cops have a hard job, the next sentence should always be because. America forces them to fight a unwinnable war on drugs that is in nobody's best interest. The war on drugs is basically just a, a like, what's the word, charade? It's like a charade to allow, it's like a red herring that allows for mass incarceration of black and brown people. And also it's, it's just a gimmick to, Basically, like drugs are a thing that makes people not interested in the pursuit of money, whether it's a harmless drug like marijuana or mushrooms, or whether mm-hmm. it's a harmful drug like heroin or crystal meth. Drugs are a thing that overrides people's systems so that they care less about money, which is why, which is the main reason why all those drugs are illegal because certain countries decriminalized even their most dangerous drugs like meth and heroin and stuff Mm -hmm. and people use them at a lower rate so you would go they should decriminalize these everywhere you you take the you take the risk away it's not dangerous anymore yeah and you are allowed to provide systems for people to get help from them but if you've ever met somebody who is a recovering addict of a serious drug like heroin or crystal Mm -hmm. meth one thing you'll notice disproportionately great human beings they like helping people they're nice people and our society doesn't want a bunch of recovered addicts running around being anti-capitalist. So they make sure that drugs are illegal. Cause again, like you said, they're nice people. And let's, let's take, let's, let's stick, let's stick on that. Right. Let's talk about um, the folks that say things like the cops have a hard job. Okay. You're right. The cops do have a hard job. What makes that job harder? I wonder a populace of people that feels like they can't trust them. Or a populace of people that feels like the cops are treated the same as they are. Because if they haven't noticed, and, w- and this is the thing that people seem to have a problem with, right? They haven't noticed that people don't like feeling like they're less than other people. People really don't like that. Like, poor racists don't like it so much that whenever they think anybody's doing bad, and then what's the first thing they do? Just like deaf eaters, they put on hoods, they put on masks, and they get them going. And they fighting people that have nothing to do with the things that are actually wrong, <clears throat> that are actually wrong with their lives, right? Meanwhile, they'll tell you how, oh, how hard a cop's job is. Well, if you prosecute the cops that, supposed, that are supposed to be prosecuted, if you jail the cops that are supposed to be in jail, Guess what? You make those specific individuals the problem, and they've been solved. Versus 
the way you're currently handling it, where you're making it dangerous, not only for the populace, you're making it extremely dangerous for these blue lives that you say matter so much. Yeah. Because you're making their uniform the enemy. You're making it to where cops are going to be walking down the street. And if they already thought they had a target on their back, now it's a bigger one. A hundred percent. Now, if you start getting, if you, if we start finding situations where because of everything that the people are exposed to, where a cop might injured, it might not have anything to do with Black Lives Matter or any of that. It could be something as simple as cop gets injured, falls out, boom, busts head open. Hmm. I have a good feeling that if something like that were to happen, you know what? Actually, because the standard person is such a nice person, they probably call who they had to call anyway. They probably called the EMTs, make sure that person got some help. But what if they didn't? What if they didn't? What if, what if this has gotten to the point to where we see a cop in trouble and we don't decide to help? Then what? That's the part that these idiots aren't understanding. The actual position that they're putting these quote-unquote cops with the hard job in. Yeah. I can't imagine being a cop who agrees with the protesters and with their rhetoric and with their logic. I can't imagine. Because you yeah. agree, and now they're, now they're making you stand out there, and you're already thinking at home, like, yo, it can get crazy out here, and all I want to do is get home. These people are wild. Now you're on edge. That's the irony of it. So cops, their whole thing, they say it over and over in interviews in, in the media is they just want to get home safe to their families. They just want to oh, get we home do safe too. to their families. Yes. And the irony is that people that want more modern and improved, uh, a more modern and improved version of policing in this country where cops are actually serving the community instead mm -hmm. of just running around like in a video game trying to shoot bad guys or whatever. So that version where cops are actually an integral part of the community and helping it mm -hmm. would be so much safer for cops. Like Kim yeah. New Jersey defunded their police and they still have police and they use them in a completely different way. And I, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll say it right here. I promise you there will not be a cop that gets hurt by a person in Camden, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. in the next 10 years, in the next 50 years, because the cops aren't doing things where they would be hurt. They're just out there helping people, you know, finding yeah. missing people, uh, yeah. assisting with homeless population, like they, the things they, that everyone they, wants them to do. They should have to deliver milk for six months. <laughs> I agree door, with that so door, much. Door, door, to, door to door. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. And it should be like, okay, this is the area that you're in and this is the area that you're staying in for the next five years. But you have to go door to door first, and you have to do that for six months. I don't. You get a taser, but you got to go door to door and deliver milk to people. Why? So you get to know some people and get some type of heart about the neighborhood that you're going to be patrolling. But even that, even that is nothing when we consider the fact that we have cops that'll say shit like, "We just want to get home safe." Hey, bro, you just a man like I'm a man, just a lady like. Somebody else is late. Your life is you inhale air and exhale air. You ain't did nothing more complex than what I'm doing right now. 
you ain't do nothing more complex. You're not more benevolent because you go to work. This whole nobility over your job. Look, I'm a comedian. I'm a job. I have a job that a lot of people don't take seriously at all. But your job can equally not be taken seriously at all. However, that's not energy you're being met with. You're being met by people that take your jobs very seriously. So seriously that they understand that people that would have your job and do it the wrong way should be out of the way. And I would think that would be something that most cops would want to have happen, right? And when I say out of the way, I simply mean incarcerated and not on the force. Because, yeah, you know, sometimes they'll try to... Or not let onto the force in the first place. That's uh, the first another place. thing. Like, yeah. they don't, you know, they don't have procedures. So in, in New Jersey, uh, they have rules in place where you can't become a cop if you're over a certain age. Like, if you're 37 and you go, I want to be a cop, I decided, and you're still in shape and you're a reasonable person, you're not allowed to be a cop. But you know what they don't test you out for? Aggression. They're not like... You're way too aggressive to be a cop. You're way too jumpy. You're way too quick to bad decision making. It's like you need to send these people through an escape room. That should be one yeah. of the that should, that should be one of the tests. Like, not an escape room, like a haunted house. You get what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that should be one of the tests that you cannot be privy to. Like you got to sign the world's strictest NDA. You know what I'm saying? But you yeah. should have to come in and get that type of test where for six hours you just have somebody going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Then check your um, heart or mind mind or whatever they put on you and see how you respond. Excuse me. So, so a haunted house, but the ghosts are just mad at you for because you're... Not even ghosts. I want people to jump out and scare them and I want to see how they act. Like put a heart on them on them. Did they react in a way that, okay, this type of uh, levels would usually cause aggression if this was regular life? Yeah. Well, and you also need to see they, that. They need, you know, they can do like personality tests. They can, yep. um, I mean, the real problem or, is, is like the people that are signing up to be cops are trying to do a thing that they see on TV. And instead yeah. of, I mean, you know, what the, the, what a modern cop's job is is should be much more like a, almost like a crossing guard like you're yeah. in the community you're helping people you've you're solving a specific problem and yeah. you know and if you have to arrest a person like like i'm not saying it you know arresting a person isn't part of what a cop does but mm -hmm. you know how they negotiate with white shooters after every time every mass shooting and stuff and they always take them in calmly especially the ones we get to see yeah i don't understand why they have an infinite timeline when arresting a white shooter like okay we have we can spend 36 hours de-escalating with them so that they'll finally put their gun down and we can arrest them but yeah. whenever they have to arrest let's say like unarmed a, yeah, People. a graffiti artist is like, I got to beat him to the ground in 30 seconds and throw. Like, I mean, people are going to, if you the will, hang out. Yeah. The will for that, uh, the will, the will for that, the desire to do something like that is deeply rooted within this culture. 
just like it's also rooted in this culture to sit back and watch. Yeah. And it's not even and it's not even on some like people are pathetic thing. No, 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 no. Again, think about what they've been exposed to. Yeah. I said it, I said it on stage at a show tonight, but it's like, I'm tired of peace. I'm tired of it. I am tired of it. Cause you ain't peaceful. I ain't gonna keep one of the most impassioned speeches ever I've ever seen given was given the next month. And it was one of the first two episodes. It was the Night of the Sentinels on Enter Magneto. And Magneto, you know, is a survivor of the Holocaust. His, his people were murdered, right? And he gives a speech where he says, my people, my people tried to be peaceful while others prepared for war. They used reason when others used tanks and they were destroyed for their trouble. And see, yeah. that's where I'm starting to get in my mind of like, look, dog, y'all already only teach Martin Luther King because you want to extrapolate on his message and make it something that it actually wasn't. You don't talk about Malcolm X because you want you don't want people to know they had that option. And you teach it the Black Panthers were um like a hate group. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile. Free lunches are all still in school. You can thank the Black Panthers for that. It was their idea. This peaceful group, that you, I mean, this hateful group <laughs> that you're talking about. The Rainbow Coalition. No doubt. They, they'd be the only terrorist group to work with lunch mates in the history of terrorism. Right. Right. But again, we call them terrorists. But we call the people who murdered a woman who was asleep in the in the comfort of her own home that wasn't a suspect for any crime we called the people that killed them law we called them law enforcement y'all are sick y'all are sick and our connections to like our connection to police right and that this goes both ways mind you positive and negative our connections to it mean not being a um me, I'm 27, black from Harlem, grew up in the Bloomberg era of police officers in New York City. I like police officers that I meet in person, right? For the most part, when I hear a story involving police officers, I start on the side of the person that had to deal with the cop until I'm done with the story, usually. So I understand that inherent bias, but guess what? I'm also a comic. And you know the weird shit they say comedians do. I get territorial when people say, oh, comics are a whole bunch of suicide or whatever, whatever's right? But if you prove to be what they said you are, I ain't gonna stand in the way of that. In this case, and in these cases, they stand in the way all the time. It's literally the mentors coming from Azkaban and walking the grounds and everybody going... Nobody called y'all. Hmm. Nobody called y'all. We trying to get the people that we want to send to y'all. And we don't even want to go grab them. We just want to point you into the right direction to go so you can go grab them, like the law says. But right. that piece of paper that the laws all start out on, we ain't even people to that piece of paper. Yeah. So it's weird. They're used to this pattern. 
they're used to it. Well, that's the whole thing with the body cameras is it, I think it blew their mind that people started seeing what was on the body cameras and weren't taking their side anymore. They were like, what do you mean? We were just doing what we've always been doing. And, and people started to go, this is what you've always been doing. Like, it's like when you see, it's like when a little kid, like a six year old draws on the wall for the first time. And then people go, drew with crayon all over the wall and they're like well i thought it was okay and you go why you would you think it was okay but the difference i draw on paper all the time exactly so the difference is that a six-year-old is willing to accept that they don't know everything about the world and they're willing to listen to the subtlety so this cop is going well i always shoot criminals and then you go these people aren't criminals what are you talking about is murder wrong or is it not yeah, like you can I mean that's I mean that's one of the things like, do we, the crux of this. Do we have to do we have to start playing bagpipes in front of our doors before they <laughs> realize that they're dealing with humans? They killed Dude. a lady like this, dog. They killed yeah. a lady like this. And now I have to sit here in my house and act like I give a fuck what happened in Louisville. I don't care if they go in there and grab each and every single one of the of the people that actually were involved with Breonna Taylor's um, death. I don't care what happens to him. I don't when you, care. When you said the bagpipes thing, what was funny to me is I thought you could find the most ardent racist in America. They'd still be a fan of Andre 3000. <laughs> Nobody doesn't like that guy. So maybe the bagpipes and a kilt, maybe that might be the only option other than uh, personal justice. Well, I mean, I mean, just for the police to understand that they're dealing yeah. with people because, you know, they play bagpipes at uh, police funerals. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, I didn't even think of that connection. So, again, what would it take for, do we all have to start wearing badges? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to say human on it? What would you like? You're not fighting a violent group. You're not fighting a group that wants to fight you. You're yeah. being bullies but here's the thing you're bullying people stronger than you and see the problem with what i just said will is that they're gonna get offended at the last part of that sentence <laughs> yeah that's that's the problem that uh, what do you mean they're stronger than you and if you think that i'm talking about black people see you the exactly. weak one that i'm even talking about exactly. you're the weak person that i'm talking about that's what I was thinking is they're going to take it racially. They're going to take it on an individual level, but you're and saying it in two ways yep. and neither you're of the them are weakling. that. Yep. You're the weakling that I'm talking about because stupid, what they've told you is that it's good to kill civilians. And that's the part that these assholes are missing dog. They're telling us that it's good to kill civilians. Cause again, Cal Rittenhouse killed two white kids. Yeah. Our president came out and told y'all, quote, hey, do you think there's a, uh, when they asked him about, do you think there's a discrepancy with how uh, police are killing black people? The president told you they're killing a lot more white people. And all the folks that are down with, quote, all lives matter, unquote, didn't say a thing about it. Didn't go find any of the names of the white children that have been blown to smithereens by cops. None of that. Why? Because you don't really care. You getting caught up in the black part of the lives matter. That's what's wrong. They don't even care about their own lives because if you look at what's happening in this country, like 
meth epidemics are sweeping conservative areas. And one thing about people that do meth is they're difficult to arrest. And the next step is going to be cops just shooting white meth. Like, it's so logical. No, no, it it don't even got to get that far. What about the kid that they tased into brain damage? Yeah. They tased one of these kids into brain damage. But see, this is what I'm saying. All they care about is winning. When it's when it's it's winning, but it's only when it's against us. Yeah. Notice that, because again, the powers that be. When I say the powers to be, I mean the media. Nothing is coincidental once you see it on the news. Okay, and when they say fake news, no, 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 no. Don't forget, duality can be true, y'all. Donald Trump is your president, and he is a bad president. Mm-hmm. So when you say, oh, he's not my president, you're wrong. He's your president. What you mean is you don't like him, and you're right. He's your president. He represents what's happening here perfectly. You have big fraud that inspired people that were already there. He's just reading from the script. This old script, you can go back and look at Andrew Jackson, the first Democrat and the guy and you know, um, the part that started KKK. But if we're gonna talk about it, let's talk about it. Think about how ridiculously petty and silly you're being. And the people that I'm talking about, I'm only talking about those people. If it don't apply to you, let it fly. But if it's hitting you and it's supposedly not you, then you're the weakling that I'm talking to. Ever since the inception of what they said America is supposed to be, there's always been some form of class of people that the that somebody needed to, quote, dominate. Which only goes to show your own inferiority. Because a true dominant person and dominant things don't got dominate shit. You just stand alone. You do what you do. We're human, dog. The fact that we have to tell you that other humans matter is ridiculous. The fact that we have to fight over all these at least, bro, it's ridiculous. These are the at least things. They say shit to people that are protesting like, well, oh, at least you can protest. At least you can use your freedom of speech. That's an at least. That's an at least. Oh, but they don't have that in other countries. Well, then you and those other countries all suck. Because you should at least have your freedom of speech. You should also at least be able to peacefully protest. But after you're not, then what? That should be the title of this. Then what? Yeah. Then y'all going to tell me, because let's say, let's say it goes the right way, right? Let's say if everything went the right way. Know what wouldn't happen? If all the cops did, did, did dirt as far as um, taking lives of civilians that they shouldn't take, guess what would happen? If they all went to prison, wouldn't be any violence on the street. Just be justice served. Morale would be up for the citizens and for our squads. I believe if our police squads. Well, we know who who would be violent is the Trump army, but that that would be a different thing. That would it be would like, be up. It would be know, up to the cops to arrest them. Then sure, there would probably be like a rash of quote unquote suicides 
in middle of nowhere areas. But besides oh, that's, that, there's there's no need to sugarcoat it. There would definitely be parts of the clan that are still around that probably go around and start hanging people again. And considering the code switching that's being used, and again, this is why I said what I said about the um how they were talking about Kyle Rittenhouse and who he killed, because language matters. It goes back to Trump saying you got to dominate. You let me not even say Trump. It goes back to when any figurehead comes out with that old school lingo and that old that old language. Go ahead. You know what it reminds me of? It's like when I was first reading uh, Harry Potter and I was reading about Death Eaters for the first time. I had a thought in my head like, okay, so they want to live forever. Why don't they just go? off to an island in the middle of nowhere, just do magical spells until, you know, like Nicholas Flamel or whatever, figure out a way to live forever. And then Dumbledore goes, yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to do it that way. They don't want to live forever in, in a way where there's no victim. They want to live forever, but they want somebody else to die now so yeah. they can. Yeah, 100%. And it's that sad, it's that sad thing of like, look, man, the cops that we're talking about, that are bad cops, don't account for most of the police officers. The most pathetic part, and I do mean pathetic, the most pathetic part about the whole thing is that that majority is useless when it comes to scenarios like this. Useless. The same way the NBA shouldn't show up, to play ball after um, certain things happen. Guess what? Good cop. Don't show up to to um, oh, control that rally. Don't show up. You know why you don't show up? Because you agree with these kids. You know what? Black lives do indeed matter. I'm going to stay home. Yeah. Why? Because they're not arresting these cops that are doing anything bad. I got to put on the same uniform that that cop had on. And you know what? I feel in danger for my life. Which is y'all lying. Yeah. So since you feel so in danger, stay home. Yeah. And when they say, oh, but the city, the city gonna burn anyway, stay home. The irony is the people who care, who claim to care the most about the cops, which are their union people, those are actually the people who care the least because they care the least. Every cop is part of a union, every city has their own union. If you look at like New York, for example, New York's union has made it clear that the thing they care the most about is not being accountable for their own actions because that union is incredible. Yeah, that union is incredibly powerful and they could say, you know what, we're going to make sure our people that fuck up are held accountable. And instead they were like, you're not going to tell us what to do. And by doing that, they're putting their own cops in danger. Not so, only are they putting their own cops in danger, they don't realize that you're, it's bigger than just any cop in any particular state now. It's bigger than that. Yeah. And it's bigger than y'all thinking that this is just affecting black people. No, 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 no. Nah. You've affected humans now. Because killing civilians is simply wrong. And they're defending it over and over again. And they're making you think that the difference, quote unquote, is the black part. Nah, your life going to end up having to matter too. You know what I'm saying? We all might be tweeting all lives matter. Because 
everybody's that's what stuff like this costs that's I mean, what it costs all this stuff has such significant ramifications that people like i mean people don't even people don't even think about don't even think about it. all of the all the effects of this like you talked about earlier america's biggest export is black art and always has been again america is black art yeah it's a standing sculpture of black art and that's the biggest joke to me is that of all the people because they can't take anything away from the natives you know what i'm saying we all know that the natives were here first right but the people that you bought in to build the place that ended up and still is the place so they take credit for it all but it's like no this is ours so the thing about the american economy not being able to survive without exporting black art me is that what that means is that you can't just tell black artists to stop making that art because america needs it to make money so if the black artists are allowed to keep making black art and you're and on this at the same time the country is not respecting the black people then the logical progression is art coming out of America that is a terrible advertisement for the country, which hurts America's standing for forever in the rest of the world. And like, basically, if all of our artists are making art about how much we suck, then that hurts all of our other industries. But you can't tell our black artists not to make the art because it's the basis for our economy. Hey, guess what? This country sucks. Not because it sucks, because it sucks. What do I mean by that? That was a long way for me to go to say duality, again, is real. We talked about this on the Potterhood multiple times, fam. I love this place. And I love what it, is, what it aspires to be. I don't like all the hypocrisy around it all. It's a bunch of lies. No, you're not a great country when you're dealing with stuff that we're dealing with. No, you're not. In fact, you're lesser of a country because other countries don't brag about how saint-like they are. This ain't saint-like. You know what America's like, man? Hmm. America's like Bill Cosby. It's like America makes the best art. Bill Cosby makes the best comedy out of anybody. I think he's, to me, I mm -hmm. think he's funnier than everybody. So mm -hmm. best art his public image that he's trying to present to the world mm -hmm. is I'm the best dad, best neighbor you'll ever meet. Ever have. And then yeah. right under the surface, most predatory motherfucker since Genghis Khan. America's dad. And America's just like his father. Yeah. And America don't want to acknowledge that. But again, you are. The beauty of it is that you have people who do want to do right. The beast of it is y'all are slowly pushing those people. We talk about mental health too much in this country for me not to have to think that the scientists that are involved in the most psychic, not psychic, in the most simple psychology wouldn't mandate curbing how we give this traumatic information to certain groups. 
You know what I'm saying? The fact of the matter is, how many people have we seen murdered by cops? Just period, right? And then you see case after case after case of, oh, no, we're not, we're not bringing them up on charges. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. You take all that stuff in that weighs on people's brain. You understand? That weighs on people's mind. That stress, you're going to break the dam. Don't break that dam. Because these damn people don't want to go there with you. Because what you'll find out about the peaceful person, they're better at the violence. Because they don't want to be there. Yeah. Don't make them have to tell you that anymore. Stop doing shit like this. And another, it's so uh, easy. Another frustration I really have with the media is with all these stories, they focus on basic things for people to disagree on. Like, remember when uh, the the lady cop you mentioned earlier who went into the apartment and killed her neighbor? Amber Geiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all, the whole focus of that trial was, do you agree with the brother hugging the lady? Do you agree yes. with the brother hugging the why don't we focus on what we agree on, which is that that She's is a murderer. murderer. She's a murderer. Let's just focus on that. She's a murderer. And with the with the NBA protesting, the whole focus is on do you this one player and all the athletes, this player yep. didn't kneel. Do you agree? Do you think this person should kneel? This person should why don't we is focus on what wrong. we agree on? Is mur- exactly. And you know is murder they, wrong. They try to create these these dumb battlefronts to host debates on and our mental health is more important and if you look at why this country is so divided it's because the news sells division for sport and like even with the california wildfires are are the california wildfires a result of global warming and then they scream about it for an hour it's like can we just talk about who's helping but wait bro wait why is the R in there? You get what I mean? We have enough facts to know that that's <laughs> definitely because of global warming. Why are the glaciers smaller? Definitely because of glo- What is this question mark here for? Yeah, it's just so that people can argue on TV. I tell jokes. By the way, we're the only country that does this because I, I was at a friend's house uh, like earlier in the mm-hmm. pandemic. We all got COVID tested. And mm-hmm. uh, they uh, had BBC on their TV. They don't have any of these debate shows where it's like, dude, all they do is they go, this, this world leader died today. Here were the good things that they were responsible for. Here were the things where they did not, where, here's why they were voted out eventually because they didn't, you know, they were homophobic or whatever. But it's like, they just tell you basic facts. It's like Wikipedia articles over and over. We're lost. We're lost over here. We're lost because you have a lot of people that want to, again, you have people that are so, so starving for entertainment. I'll, this, all, this is some leeway I'll give um, people that are on the right, right? And I actually have a lot more um, leeway than this, but just keep it simple. They don't have no entertainment, dog. Yeah, they shouldn't have canceled Roseanne. No, but no, honestly, honestly. Jokes aside, they have no entertainment. None. They aren't allowed to show. Everything is calling them stupid. Now, that's just like protests. If you have somebody, if you have a cop 
that might not necessarily be against you. He might be with you, right? He might agree with everything you agree with, but he ain't not, he's not, not going to show up for work and whatnot. And all day he's here. Um, fuck y'all, fuck y'all, fuck y'all, fuck y'all. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Because that's what it's going to sound like. You know what I'm saying? They're talking to y'all, but it, to you, it's going to sound personal after a while. And when you're like, yo, I agree. It's like if me and you were having a conversation on what to do with the potterhood, and I'm yelling at you, even though you agree with me. After a certain point, you're going to want hit, to hit me. You get what I mean? Yeah. And you see a lot of that happening, too. So it's spinelessness on so many sides. Here in New York, a dude tried, to, he attempted to rape a lady, and people recorded it. Yeah. That's what we've been beaten into. To where what I want to see is, and I'll say it right, I'll say it right here in the comforts of the Patreon of my podcast. <laughs> in a hypothetical world, in a hypothetical world, if somebody is committing murder or committing an action that looks like it would lead to murder of a civilian, from anyone this needs to be written in the law the surrounding community can take whatever action necessary to preserve the safety of their own and should be immune to prosecution if they can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they were right to intervene yeah because I'm tired of this world star mentality tracking in the too many important facets of people's life. At a certain time, it's going to take the entire community to come out, pots and pans, and finally go, we don't give a fuck. You ain't shooting all of us. Get off. Yeah. Easier said than done, fam. George Floyd, probably bigger than my dad is. The young lady that recorded that video, thinking two things at that moment. They probably gonna kill him. And if I don't get this video, it's almost like he died twice. Yeah. It can't just be that. And I don't mean that in some like ridiculous dark way, by the way. I mean, it can't just be that energy. People cannot be forced to feel like if when it's fight or flight, they're not even they're in stasis they're not they're not fighting offline yeah this pattern oh no we finna break that it's finna break it's finna break you have the wrong generation and it's and it's oh they're so dumb it's seeping it's seeping you don't want to make these kids mean dog you see it in in the art, like we talked about. Yeah. You know, when that's, I mean, that's the problem with trying to build a society where everything is geared towards protecting the status quo, no matter what. Is that people grow, people are different than their parents' generation. People yes. want different things. Like the status quo, all looks like Joe Biden, Trump. Everybody mm-hmm. that age, not that age. Excuse me. Um, everybody that looks like that is the status quo. It's over. Yeah. We, we have to redefine what these words mean. Democrat and Republican don't even mean the same, same thing anymore. You ever heard an older person try to explain to you why Bernie's crazy? They'll be like, he's crazy. And you're like, he was a senator for 
30 years. Like, I don't think he's like, he's I don't crazy. think he's talking to his umbrellas. He's crazy because he didn't have a way of connecting with certain people that I think he should have been able to connect with. That's the only thing he's crazy for. He's crazy for believing in these people that they wouldn't screw him again. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier, beaten into a pattern because Bernie got screwed again. What Bernie did again went right along yeah. with it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, God, you know, it's like people that, well, okay. So there's the whole thing of he could have ran as an independent either time and both times. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe no, he feels that's like, he, Oh, okay. Go for that's it. not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is we didn't do anything. Well, you know why? You, you know why he's scared that Trump might coup if he doesn't um, win office? Because you don't respect the pattern. Because they exactly, and he knows, and they know, or at least they think that they know how his people will react if his people were as peaceful as we are guess what? They wouldn't even think about it. The way, and you can tell that by the way Obama was constantly disrespected and the language that they used to disrespect him. Yeah. It's all right there. It's all right there in front of us. You know what I mean? And they act like we don't see it. And the most frustrating part, at least for me, is that not only do we see it, we see this game too. We see this game. It's not even complicated anymore. This yeah. shit probably would have confused the hell out of somebody in 16 anything. Well, but I think that it's an access thing. Like, I think that it was the same amount complicated back then. People just didn't have, you have it like, it's a layered game. So yeah. when I was 11, I only understood the first layer that they teach you in school. Then in 14, I started listening to like punk rock and other stuff. And I, I got a different layer to it. And then I went to college and I got another layer. And then, you know, comedy and just growing up and kind of seeing more possibilities. And also looking around the world and seeing what other countries were doing and seeing what people in other countries valued and seeing how similar, like if you look at America or Brazil or Sweden or North Korea or Australia or Egypt, the values are the same everywhere. It's just a matter of what the people expect, how the people expect to be treated. So in America yeah. or in Sweden or in North Korea or Egypt, we believe that we should have freedom to mm -hmm. basically do whatever we want as long as no one gets harmed and, you know, live in a way that pursues our own happiness. People believe it everywhere, but in North Korea, they believe that if you disrespect their supreme leader, then the society will crumble and everybody's happiness will fail. And in America, we believe that if you disrespect this 300-year-old two-party system, everything will crumble and everything will fail. In Sweden, they go, you know what, we'll, we'll try this new idea that, you know, like, let's, like, we had 
fascism and the Nazis right, you know, a couple miles south of us, sure, we'll try a more compassionate society and see if it makes us happier. Okay. And also, like, they have no sun up there. They have no summer. Mm. So they need to do mm. everything they can to get the least bit of happiness they can get. And then in Brazil, they're just like, man, this fucking government sucks. Let's just have fun in our in our neighborhood because we have no faith in the government. Like everybody wants the same stuff. It's just about their expectations for the system around them. And you know the sad part? If we got rid of all the nonsense, we'd all be fine. Yeah. It's all arbitrary. Even when they had these conspiracies of one world government, it's like, you know what's funny? The reason why this isn't going to work is because you're still talking government and not one world people. Look at a resort. Look at like a resort. If you go to a resort, there's people from all around the world and they go to the resort and they go to the beach every day and they get drunk all night Mm -hmm. and they fuck their their husbands and wives and they send their kids to go play in the video game room all day anywhere so else to deal with it. like it's all whatever and everybody people from japan do that people from canada do that people from wherever they all go to the same resort and act in a way that and they enjoy it and there's no reason why uh here's how, our here's society how, doesn't have those same rules bro here's how deep it goes right and here's how deep love is and almost how um scary love is when you think about it and what i mean by that is think about the whole concept of it right and you think about certain behaviors that have been learned like the behavior violent behavior is learned you know what i'm saying it's just like any type of trauma that's some generational shit something i used to say was that um we use the term like for our children parents tell their kids stuff like well you know i bought you in this world i'll take you out we never say that to this country (laughs) <laughs> we never we never say that to the establishment. But think about the mentality. You're more willing to say that to your child. Yeah. The thing, the thing you actually love versus a thing that will kill you and your child. Dude, a hundred million percent. Think about, even think about this, man. Like, okay, New York... New York City used to be New Amsterdam. If we change it, we it, like. Why do we care so much about it being called New York? Like, think about it, like people are like, I'm a New Yorker. Like, you're a New you, Yorker. But you should change we, the name every six weeks. Yeah, why not? Like, think about how powerful would it be to be like, I'm from Zebo. What's Zebo? Oh yeah, we we changed New. I'm the generation that changed New York City's name to Zebo. I'm from USB Island. That's where <laughs> I'm from. That's what we call a Manhattan USB Island. You got. I'm from. You got a Chargerville. That's where I'm from. <laughs> like, come on, stop it. Even 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 the United States of America. Why are we still called that? We've been here. If we were a regular person our names wouldn't have lasted this long. Yeah. The United States of America, dog, SNL is going to have to change its name in five <laughs> years. Yeah. You get what I mean? I just to revamp and stay fresh. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, I mean, it's we weird. We still have an electoral college. And yeah. that shit is about as useful as normal college. 
<laughs> just leave, but it leaves you in a different type of debt. The debt it leaves you in is emotional, and Dude, what, it sinks it to the soil of the place. What about our flag with the the thirteen stripes for the original colony? Who cares? Who cares? Which of the how many original colonies there were? None of the know. presidents, except Obama, that are alive right now, can even tell you. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Why don't we just have Virgil Abloh design something different? Just let's see. Why let's draw something different. Yeah. We should change Mount Rushmore every five years. Yeah, just put some new faces up. It there, should be four new faces. Whoever is hot in the moment that four speaks to the time. New faces. Yeah. The president your, should always. Oh, uh, who am I? Who Mount Rushmore be right now? Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron. Mm. I'm not even All saying right. like okay. So with the flag, mm-hmm. let's just make it a contest. If somebody makes something that we all agree is better, then can we change it? Why does it have to say? What if somebody designed? What if a fucking kid in Arkansas designed the dopest fucking flag anybody could ever imagine? Yeah, we're still gonna go with this mediocre one. <laughs> red, red with the red, white, and blue. But again, everyone's red, white, and blue. Britain's red, white, and blue. France is red, white, and blue. Australia's red, white. Why can't and, we do like fucking? And at this point, at this point, the color is disrespectful, right? Russia's red, white, many, and blue. <laughs> think about how many people died under that flag. You know what I'm saying? We we should change it up, just if nothing else, so we can stop teaching history at a certain point. Everybody, nobody want to be guilty anymore. Here's what you do. Every couple of years, change the flag, new history. Hey, this is our first year. <laughs> that's No, that's, I used to do a joke about this. That's the genius of Norway. It's like, nobody's mad at Norway for the Vikings. They're just the Vikings. <laughs> I, used, I, used to, I used to do a bit about that too, where I've said, hey man, America is the only country that would tell you about shit like that. That's why, that's, that's why I used to question it so much. I, I truly, truly, I did not believe most of that shit growing up. And there's a part of me to this day I don't believe it because it's so grandiose. You know what I mean? It's so masturbatory, these stories, to where I'm like, uh, mm, okay, fine. Sure, I know what your <laughs> books say, but no, no, I don't believe you. There's, there's no amount of study. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do to prove to me. I don't care what it is. God himself can tell me this or herself can tell me this and I'd be like, nah, you can't convince me that the first people on the planet were not already capable of sailing before Hmm. Columbus got to what he thought was supposed to be India in the continent of Africa. There's no way. There's no way. I've seen the pictures and descriptions of the original natives, dog. And like I keep saying, on a color chart, they're closer to about my complexion. So if you just go back, it all dates back to the same place. Stop acting like these folks were doing something so crazy. They weren't. (laughs) Violence is not impressive. Even if you're impressive at it. You're a goon. Yeah. That's a fucking great point. I mean, it's that's, the easiest form of expression, and these idiots get so proud of it. I hit something. Hooray. And also, like, 
it's funny because if if you look at like if you look at the artwork that came like the paintings of European conquest of America, it's all like people attacking and these battlefronts, these elaborate battle. Most of the heavy lifting was done by diseases and yes. having horses what the other guys didn't and having yes. gunpowder, which was a Chinese invention. Like all the people that are like Chinese coronavirus needs to need to be looking at their guns and being like Chinese gunpowder. <laughs> and you know what's crazy about that? And it's not crazy, but again, it just goes to show you that was given to be used for fun. Not murder, fun. <laughs> Fireworks and stuff like that. You, you get what I mean? Yeah, I'm just, I feel like they probably also had cannons. I'm not sure. They I don't know. Prob they probably did, but <laughs> I didn't grow up there, so I don't know the history there Louis like is that. The, Louis is the best joke about um, how we, like, we go, Native Americans were the most peaceful people. They used all the parts of the buffalo. They, you know, sorted out regional disputes with lacrosse. 500 miles south, you know, people were cutting each other's heads off and kicking them down pyramids, but we don't talk about that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like about the Aztecs, like the Aztecs yeah. were the most violent people on the planet, but we focus yeah. on like the Iroquois and like these incredibly peaceful groups. But, but like, you, same thing and, probably with the Chinese and Cayman's. And, but, and here's the thing. So did the soldiers, because uh, I don't, what took out the Aztecs? I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a warring, um, opponent wasn't it like disease or something yeah, yeah it was it was diseased yeah see and that's the other thing it was trickery too because if you look yes. at all these european explorers they would go into new place and they'd be like we kind of just want diplomatic ties and then they would immediately try to create this rift yeah again when it comes down to it it's like why is it that we're fighting for stuff like that yeah, that's the culture. If I if I'm sitting here and I'm telling you as a black man that history class used to make me go ill because yeah. of how it made us look. How can you tell me that this country that up until previously I was proud to pledge allegiance to? You're telling me that you experimented on the Tuskegee Airmen. They used to you used to cut people open to make sure that they were human. Meanwhile, oh my God, the people that you called savages were the same people that were feeding your children. The black females that were slaves, bro. I mean, yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. Your your child was sucking her milk. Yeah, and that there's not an oh boy, there's no deep exploration of black love, right? In situations like that, and the reason why, because some people might hear this and go, "Well, what about love in general?" You know what you write, but there's studies on aggression in my community, right? Our aggressions, there's plenty deep, deep dives about that. All these reasons they put behind it. They never give the same consideration to the opposite, though. It's, it's, all, it's almost like they don't want any data on that. 
the healthcare system that we have in the United States is almost lethal to a black woman. Meanwhile, in her actual history, she's feeding your children and hers. Holding up compassion for life in general that a lot of people didn't understand because here's the other part about this great country of ours. The folks that didn't own slaves still didn't see them as people. They saw them as unfortunate beings or unfortunate pieces of property. Yeah. That's America. We should have got a new flag ages ago. Because again, just like our money and the faces we have on that, it's a symbol of, it's taunting. That's what it is. It's taunting. I got you. Yeah. No, it is 100%. It's taunting. So in the case of um, Breonna Taylor, I feel like this. I feel like I, I felt this so many times. I feel sorrow for the people that are feeling this for the first time. I hope that um, you all stay as sane as possible throughout times like this. And I also want you to know that I meant what I said. Whatever happens is correct. Yeah. And, there's, and nobody's owed any explanation. Don't ask them shit. Because the order of events were as follows. A murderer killed a civilian. And they let, that mur- they let those murderers loose. After the civilians act so, so emphatically. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. Hot, Hagrid, Hot Hagrid said, there's a storm out there, Harry. We all better be ready for she comes, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with you completely. I mean, I think that uh, people, people like the people that are listening to this mm-hmm. are are growing and like the same way that I feel like my uh my scope of uh just issues in this country is growing Mm -hmm. and if you know i think that there's like a real opportunity if people want to get educated and want to open their mind and hear other perspectives that's available to them and uh i really don't anticipate anybody that's been with us not understanding where either of us are coming from like it yeah i mean it makes a lot of sense to me that if somebody does not feel that a uh, a justice system has their back, then they would lose faith in that and express. And any expression after that point is has some validity to it. And people should, you know, people should try to fix the broken system around them if they really care about the issue that they claim to care about. A hundred percent. Because at the end of the day, we all have our families. We all have the people that we care about. And in fact, it doesn't even have to be a, a crime or something being done to those people. It could be something as simple as the word said. And you know how you'd feel. So yeah. when you take something like this and you take the inventory that people put into it, whatever fear that you have, remember that's somebody's child. And remember that's somebody's child and that mother has been having that exact fear every day for so long it had to come true yeah 
I mean, that's, that's the emotion that people are dealing with. If you can't understand something as raw as that, then guess what? That's why, personally, I say we owe you no explanation. Because these things encapsulate things that are that serious. 100%. So be safe over everything else, but also, like Will said, Educate yourself and listen to different points. If you're a fan of the Potterhood podcast and your politics are different than ours, like I said, I want to hear you because I don't want you to feel like you can't be comfortable while you're here too. There's probably a lot of points on your end that you have that we don't understand. And I would actually love to dialogue with you over it. And but, here's the, there's one thing I want to say about that. So please, I 100% agree with you and I really value getting uh, other points of view and stuff remember if you're writing to either of us and you're trying to let us into your point of view which is different than ours remember to give or you're writing to anybody remember to give enough information where they might be able to grasp where you're coming from because nothing is ruder in a time like this than just writing what about so-and-so or you don't care about so-and-so because that's not who the person is talking about. Like I saw that already as the comment that people are like heckling people with like, what about so-and-so if you're going to like, look at what we did. We yeah. have might have a point of view that's different than you. We talked about it for 30 plus minutes in a way where we hope you would be able to understand where we're coming from. If you right. reach out to either of us and you want to show us something different that we haven't considered, do it in a way where we can grasp it. Right. Over, look, over-explain. This is a time yes. for over-explaining, right? This is also a time for over-listening, and this is not a time for overthinking. No explanation is needed once you trespass, right? Especially after you've already called the proper authorities. So, Stay safe, educate yourselves, and yes, if you reach out to me, you will, please. Take into consideration that we have feelings too, <laughs> okay? And that everything right now is emotional. No, it doesn't matter what facts you come in with because everything has an emotion. It filters through your mind and your heart before you send it. That's your intent, okay? So keep all those things in mind. Y'all be good. I've been Nico White. I've been Will Posman. This has been a patron episode of the Potterhood Podcast. You already know where to find us. Right here on Patreon. Will on three. One, two, three. It's just managed. managed.